1884, there was a Scottish preacher named James Wells who published a book called The Parables of Jesus. It was a book for children about the parables. And he tells a story about a little girl walking down the cobblestone streets of their city and carrying a baby that was almost as big as her. And somebody saw her struggling as she was walking down the street and carrying the baby. And they asked her, aren't you tired of carrying him? And her response was, no, he isn't heavy. He's my mother. You know that story. Amazing. So then in 1918, Father Flanagan at Boys Town, the at Boys Town, he, he witnessed a, a young man, one of the residents there, carrying another boy on his back. The other boy had polio braces. And Father Flanagan said, isn't he heavy? And the boy said, nah, Father, he ain't heavy. He's my... Or maybe my son. I don't know, my son's... That's your brother, Megan. Go carry him. I want to see that. And if you go to Boys Town today, you'll see that statue of the boy with the other boy on his back. And that's the motto. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. That continues to live on. And so some of you will remember, some of you are old enough to remember, 1969, June of 1969. I was two years old. June of 1969. Trish wasn't even born yet. But June of 1969, the Hollies released a song. Maybe some of you remember that song. The road is long with many a winding turn that leads to who knows where, who knows where. But I'm strong. Strong enough to carry him. He ain't heavy. He's my... Yeah. Isn't it amazing that that little phrase winds its way through our history. It, it, a little phrase first uttered by a, by a little girl in Scotland that then goes on to become the motto for a movement, a, a movement of compassion and community. And, and then a song that resonated with a, a generation and, and a song and, and a, a phrase that continues to call us to a love that feels the weight of responsibility more than it feels the weight of of the other person. And so we come to the one another's and we find that much like that phrase, much like that song, there, there is a one another that just seems to resonate through the Scriptures. We, we caught a glimpse of it when we were in Colossians a few weeks ago. Colossians chapter 3, verse 13, alongside forgive one another, we heard bearing with one another. It's there again in, it's there again in Ephesians chapter 4, walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. There's a reason this call seems so universal. I think God has built it into our, into our lives. I think God has built it into who we are as, as communities, who we are as, as His people. <laughs> you ain't heavy. You're my brother. You ain't heavy. You're my sister in Christ. And we love one another by carrying burdens for one another. We're going to be in Galatians chapter 6 today. Verses 1-5. through Galatians chapter 6. It's page nine hundred and. 75, if you're following along in one of those blue Bibles that's in front of you, 975. You need to know that October, here we are at the very end, but 
October is Depression and Mental Health Awareness Month. And so that's, uh, that's something that we need to be aware of uh, every year. And I realize that this coming Wednesday, our family will remember the 23rd anniversary of our brother Brad's uh, death from suicide. There are those around us who are carrying loads, burdens that are far too heavy for them. And when we understand the call to one another, we understand that there is great strength for each one of us here in relationships that are committed to bearing burdens together. Galatians chapter 6, beginning in verse 1. Brothers, if anyone is caught in a transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch over yourselves, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. For each one will have to bear his own load. Verse 2 couldn't be more clear. Bear one another's burdens. It's not a matter of being too weak. It's not a matter of our failings. It's a simple fact that burdens are not meant to be carried alone. And yet I can't tell you how many times I've had someone say, you know, the Lord won't give you more than you can carry. The Lord won't give you more than you can bear. Just just do me a favor and don't ever say that to anyone. Okay, Don't tell people that. Uh, No matter how, how much they're carrying, no matter how little they're carrying, it's one of those platitudes that sounds nice and it sounds spiritual, but but it's not. And more to the point, it is absolutely wrong. The Lord won't give you more than you can bear. It's absolutely wrong because if that were true, then why do we have verse 2? Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. You and I need to realize that on, on two levels. On one level, we need to hear it when we see someone who is struggling. When we see someone who's struggling, what's our reaction? How do we, how do we show sympathy for that person? How do we show that we care? How do we show that we are going to care for one another? But we can't miss the other side also because sometimes we are the ones who are burdened. Sometimes it's us who are burdened. We've taken on too much, too many responsibilities, or we've had some burden thrust upon us, something that we have to take care of. And far too often our pride says, I'll take care of this. I can handle it. This is my burden to bear. The Bible says otherwise. The Bible says that burdens are not meant to be carried alone. And I think far too often it's our pride or it's our it's either our pride or it's our guilt that gets us in trouble that tells us that I got myself into this and I'm the one that's going to have to get myself out. You can't miss that first verse in this passage. Take a look again at verse 1. Brothers and sisters, by the way, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. And the context here is someone, someone has sinned, someone has messed up, someone has taken a misstep, someone has taken themselves somewhere they shouldn't have gone. 
And in the midst of that, what is our reaction? What do we do for that person who has fallen? That person who has, who has taken that misstep? Well, serves them right. That's what they get. They got themselves into trouble. This is their own fault. No. And sometimes the temptation is just to walk away, pretend that we don't see it, and, and leave that person in their misery. Think about King David. Obviously, in the Bible, the Bible emphasizes King David's strength. I mean, here he is as a little boy slaying a giant. Here he is as an adult man leading armies and, and, and fighting the, his enemies. But the Bible also emphasizes David's weakness and David's failings and David's sin and his transgression. Especially you think of, of Bathsheba, but there are so many others. Psalm 38 is a psalm that seems to emphasize uh, David's sin and, and it talks about his, his, his guilt and it talks about his sorrow over his sin. Psalm 38, verse 4, David writes, For my iniquities have gone over my head like a heavy burden. They are too heavy for me. See, whether it's a matter of sin or whether it's a matter of duty, whether it's a matter of something that we've brought on ourselves or something that we have to carry for someone else, something that's been thrust on us. Whatever it is that's causing us that anxiety, that grief, whatever it is that's causing us that stress, that stress and that tension within ourselves, burdens are not meant to be carried alone. And so we bear one another's burdens. One of the reasons we do this, one of the reasons we bear one another's burdens is the reality that burdens blind us. Burdens will blind us. When you carry a burden, it becomes all-consuming. All-consuming to the point that it steals your time. It steals your energy. It steals your attention. And it, feel, it fills your life with this weight that you're carrying. And all that you can see after a while, all that you can see is that, is that burden. You can't see the other responsibilities of life. You also can't see the, the joys that are around you. That sense of responsibility, this is mine to carry, this is my fault, this is my job, this is my duty, just becomes all-consuming. And then someone tells you, well, you know, the Lord won't give you more than you can bear. And we suddenly realize we don't have permission to ask for help. Because obviously, God wouldn't give us more than we could bear. I have to bear this. Verse 3 Verse 3 says, but if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. You see, burdens deceive us. They deceive us into believing that we are strong. Strong enough to carry them. Burdens blind us to our pain. We become numb to what we're actually feeling. And that's dangerous because if you carry a burden for long enough, you start to think this, this is normal. This is what normal feels like. This is the way it's supposed to be. All the while realizing, never realizing that we've taken on too much. Never realizing that we are overloaded. Burdens blind us to the truth of who we are. And all we can see instead is the load that we're carrying. We don't, we don't see that we are loved by others. We don't see that we are cared for by others. We don't see that there are others who even respect us. We don't see that we're forgiven. 23 years ago, just a few days after my brother Brad's funeral, two of my friends showed up. Two preacher friends showed up to minister to me, to comfort me, to encourage me. They showed up to say the right things and to, to do the right things and pray with me. 
And I always remember, I hope to always remember what my friend Ken said. My friend Ken told me about a friend of his who had committed suicide a few years earlier. And this friend had left a note. And in the note, he said, I'm sorry, I've let everyone down. That was what he wrote in his note. I'm sorry, I've let everyone down. And Ken said, the thing is, there's not a single friend of his who thought that he had let them down. There's not a single person who, who this, his friend knew that, that felt like he had somehow let them down. But his burden, his burden blinded him to the support of his friends, the support of his family, that support that was there all along because of the weight of that burden, because of the way that burden blinded him. He could not see that anymore. Burdens blind us. There is an interesting contrast in this passage, if you notice. Uh, it might even kind of look like a contradiction to you at first. Look at verses 4 and 5. <clears throat> but let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor, for each will have to bear his own load. Well, wait, wait a minute, what, which is it? Bear one another's burdens or each of us will have to bear our own load. The, the reality is those are two completely different words. Verse 2, bear one another's burdens. A burden is a weight that is far too heavy for you to carry on your own. Verse 5, each one will have to carry his own load. That's, that's your backpack. Uh, that, that's your purse, ladies. That, well, not some of his purses, but you know what I'm talking about. That's your clutch, let me say. That's the pack that you're expected to carry every day. That's, that's the, the normal level of responsibilities that each one of us is to carry. Uh, verse, verse 5 is the same word that Jesus uses when He says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. But here's the problem. You can't carry your own weight if you're bearing a burden also. You can't carry your own weight if you're bearing a burden alone because it will blind you to what you actually need to be carrying. And so we bear one another's burdens. We lighten the load for each other. And in doing so, we realize that a shared burden, a shared burden can become a joy. And I want to be very careful with how I say this. I'm a little hesitant to, to word it that way, but I want you to hear it. A shared burden can become a joy. It's possible. Especially when you realize that joy is not the same thing as happiness. Joy is not the same thing as laughter. Joy is not about always being lighthearted. Joy is the realization that you are not alone Joy is the realization that there are others who love you, who support you, who care for you. As one preacher said, joy is not the absence of suffering. Joy is the presence of God. There's an old Swedish proverb that says, a joy shared is double joy. A burden shared is half a burden. You hear that? A joy shared is double joy. And a burden shared is half a burden. It's half a burden because your eyes are open. It's double joy because you realize that you're not alone because your load is lightened as others carry it for you, as others care for you. And it's not just about your burden anymore. It's about who we are together. What we do for each other. In fact, if you scoot on down just a few verses to verse 9, Paul writes, "...and let us not grow weary in doing good for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially 
to those who are of the household of faith. Do you hear the joy that's in those words? Can you relate? I think there's joy even for the ones who are burdened. And I wonder how many times have we seen this truth right here in this church? How many times have, have needs been met through this church? How many times have bills been paid? Have repairs been taken care of? And there are times, there are times when we literally, and I use the word literally in the literal sense, there are times when we've carried our friends. And we've had to pick them up and carry them. We've carried one another. We've done the hard things. We've been there in difficult times. And the result is not just a burden shared. It is a joy that has been multiplied. I think most of us are familiar with 1 Corinthians 13. We call it the love chapter. And we confess that sometimes we struggle with the love chapter. We struggle to live it out, especially at the beginning. Love is patient. Uh Uh-oh, got me right there. Love is patient. Love is kind. Yeah, we we struggle with those sometimes. And then we would admit, we would confess, we're not always patient. We're not always kind. But don't forget how the description of love ends in verse 7. Love bears all things. Believes all things. Hopes all things. Love endures all things. Love never fails. Bear one another's burdens. And so fulfill the law of Christ. What is the law of Christ? It's the first one another we started off with. John chapter 13, verse 34. A new command I give to you. A new commandment I give to you. That you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. Love one another. Pray for one another. Forgive one another. Care for one another. And bear one another's burdens. It all comes back to that call to love one another. To love one another like Jesus. You know, the painful reality is there are those around us who are bearing burdens that we'll never realize. Bearing burdens that that we'll never see. And the reality is they may never ask for help. They very likely will not ask for help because in part because they are blinded to that burden and we cannot afford to stand by and just wait wait for them to ask we can't stand by and just wait for them to ask for help we can't stand by and wait until they finally look like maybe they're overwhelmed and then we step in and so the call is for us to keep our eyes open to one another to keep our hearts open The call is to be there before that burden grows. Let's bear with one another. Today, we bear with one another. Every day, we stand together. (laughs) Because He ain't heavy. He's my brother. She's my sister. My brother in Christ and my sister in Christ. We're going to take communion today. In just a moment, we'll, we'll sing a song. The song's called Draw Me Into Your Presence. And if you're like me, when you hear a song like this, that idea of being drawn into the presence of God, it seems to be a very mystical thing, doesn't it? I mean, you, you imagine the work of the Holy Spirit in you drawing you into the presence of God. Maybe you imagine something like what you see in the Bible in the, in the book of Revelation when John is drawn up into heaven. But communion tells us so much more than just 
something mystical. Communion tells us that as we love one another, as we care for one another, as we bear one another's burdens, it's in those moments that we are drawn together into the presence of God. We can wait. We can wait for those mystical moments and they're wonderful when they come. But the daily living in, the day in and day out living out of our faith is about us bearing with one another, caring for one another, forgiving one another, praying for one another, and loving one another, just as Christ has loved us. Let me pray and we'll sing together. I thank you, Father, for this community of faith. Lord, I can think of so many times when, when we've been there for one another. So many times when, when just at the right time, someone came along and said the right thing, helped in the right way, and, and offered to bear a burden. Father, we could also talk about times that we, we missed all of the signs, we missed all of the cues, we didn't see it coming. And times when, when we realize that someone has taken on far too much for themselves. We want to be there. We don't always know what to do, but we want to be there. And so, Father, I pray for, I pray for wisdom from You. I pray for compassion. I pray for eyes that are open, not just to the joys, but to the burdens around us. And I pray for willingness to help, to step in, and to share those loads. And Father, Paul says that when we do that, when we, when we bear one another's burdens, we fulfill the law of Christ. Lord, it's not just about the bread. It's not just about the cup. We thank You for the bread and the cup. And ask Your blessing over this time. But Father, it's about the burdens as well. And as we share those burdens, we're drawn into Your presence. I pray that we'll remember that for ourselves and for those around us who desperately need to know Your presence and desperately need to know Your touch. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.